It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk program. Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Good afternoon. Welcome to Leaving the Yard here on the Fan 1079. I understand we're having some issues with 1059 ESPN, but we do have it on 940. If you're an ESPN guy, 940 AM, we have a repeater that goes to the FM, and so you may be struggling to uh, pick that up, but you've got us on the fan either way. Us being normally, I would say Kevin Carpenter, but uh, Carpenter is gone this week. So we went and tagged the lefty in the bullpen. And uh, it's it's rare when you can go and get a uh, someone to step in. Mm-hmm. That probably is actually better than the guy who's who's here no. normally. No. Oh no? no? No. No. Oh it's 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 not rare. It's common? No. Oh. None of the above. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> Chop Buchanan in here today and uh, Kevin will be back. I say next week. I don't know we're doing a show next Monday yet before I, uh, I throw him back out here because uh, we've got our first LE baseball game, 6.30 next Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it may be logistically impossible for me to do this show, get off the air at 6, back it up and save it for the rewind the next morning, and be set up and ready to go on the air at Liberty Ilo at 6.30. Why not? Um, there's a speed limit in town. Now, <laughs> <laughs> when do you obey the speed limit? I obey the speed. I am a I am a very rule following driver. Well, when you when you passed me a while ago, were you going to speed? I limit? was going to speed limit. Uh, yeah, right. I was going uh-huh. to speed limit. That's what I do. I do the speed limit. As a young man, I was a bad driver. Mm-hmm. I, let me rephrase that. As a young man, I was an impatient driver. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like. I'll get there when I get there. Same here. It's it. Nothing's going to happen unless I get there. Mm-hmm. When I get there, we can start the show. If I'm not here, it'll be dead air till I get on. Yep. It is what it is. And you'll get there safely. And I'll get here safely, right. which I did. And I apologize yeah. if I passed you. You look like you were probably standing still. Hey, that's where I drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I drive, man. And what? always been the case. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Younger, I was right. that way too. In fact, my wife actually made note of that the other day. You're a much calmer driver than you used to be. It was a. It was my dad's fault. I'm. I blame my dad because he was that way. Really? Yeah. He was a. It's the only time I really heard my dad ever uh, get mad at somebody was in the car, and I inherited that. I get mad when people cut me off. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I get mad when I'm driving. I think my problem was I grew up at the Wisconsin Illinois line, mm-hmm. and no one in Illinois can drive, so I constantly encountered people from Illinois. Just saying. Uh, we've got live sports on the air tonight since we are uh, starting a new week over on Real Country 98.7. Arkansas High School basketball starts at 6 o'clock tonight. So you've got that to look forward to. And if you're a fan of the Big Hogs, we got their coaches show 7 o'clock over on uh, our ESPN signal. Hopefully 105.9 will be back on the air. If not, it'll be on 940. So you got a full slate. I got a pretty good slate today. Not about full, but a good slate today. Tomorrow night, we've got uh, LE Basketball 6.30, and then Arkansas High Basketball again, doubleheader tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Okay. guess the Razorbacks must have missed a game somewhere. We've got both, multiple games for them. Anyway. Makeup games. I don't know. Is there anything to talk about today? I don't know if well, anything we, happened this weekend. It seemed like it was pretty game slow. That was on last night. Gosh. That was a great game. You know, I'm going to dispute. That was a great game, man. I'm going to dis- I'm going to argue, Chomp. Okay, make yourself a list and go down the list All and right. tell me what's wrong with it. No, it was it was a it was a very exciting fourth quarter overtime. Mm-hmm. The first half was dog slow and awful. Neither team I felt could get in a rhythm. Okay. Didn't really enjoy much of the first half. My in fact, my son texted me from uh, up in Fayetteville. Like, this game sucks so far. I'm like, you're right. It's not – nothing exciting happened in the first half. What were your expectations? Mm, something. Offensively? Something? You saw that. Nothing. First half, Defense. little or nothing. 
all three phases of the game were showcased. In the first half? In the first half? No. We're on offense. What? No, offense, nothing. Yeah. Kansas City was up. dreadful they the first half. They were moving half. the ball up and down the field. Now, when <sighs> they got down the field, they weren't hanging on to the ball. No, no, that's true. <laughs> they fumbled the ball a lot. Yeah. They, the first couple of drives, they were – and I get it. It's the Super Bowl. It's a mm-hmm. big deal. Both teams are kind of feeling each other out. It's a 60-minute mm-hmm. game, not a 15 or 30. I get all that. But for viewer entertainment, entertainment value, I thought the first half was – just a dog. Now, I'd take the fourth quarter in overtime, put him in a time capsule and say, uh-huh. this is really compelling football. Not mm-hmm. necessarily the greatest football, but compelling football. And I love compelling. You know, the one thing that I noticed, and I texted my brother and told him that the guys on the field that ran four three forties, yeah, they were running four two forties last night. Okay. Because it was very, very fast. Yeah, it was fast track. It was, it was, it was fast. Yes. You know, and when you, when you pay it, when you play at that pace, one or two things are going to happen, if not both of them. Both of them. You're going to make mistakes because okay. you're, you're going to lose the ball. You're going to try to make that extra move when you really shouldn't, and that happened. You did. And then at the end of the game, you're going to be so doggone tired that plays you should make, tackling, blocking, yep. you're not going to make them. Well, that's true, too. I, I, like I said, I, I thought the end of the game – not, I don't just mean the overtime. The last few minutes, decisions coaches had to make, mm-hmm. plays players had to make. Um, no, I, I thought the last – and we'll go back and look at the last quarter in, in overtime mm-hmm. and go, this was great football. Mm-hmm. We're going to forget, I think, the first half in particular. Kind of stunk the place up. Well, you look at the one incident that really now they said it wasn't an incident. When Kelsey bumped into Reed, yeah. what did you notice about Reed? He didn't get mad. He never lost his focus. He never no. took his he never took his eyes yeah. off of the field. Mm-mm. But you know, in in reading a bunch of that today, I kind of got the sense of Andy Reid encourages players to tell them to tell him what they see on the field or what they think he ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think while it was a little aggressive and maybe the physicality of bumping into him from the side where he didn't see him coming made it seem more dramatic than right, it was. Right. In listening to Andy Reid last night and reading it today, it felt like it was not a thing. And I think we make it a thing because there's, you know, however many millions of people watching it. And when one big guy almost runs over an older guy coach, mm-hmm. it feels like, oh my God, he should be benched, suspended, sent to the locker room, take his helmet away. Mm-hmm. That's not the relationship that they have. But you got to look at it this way, too. All right. He got in his face. I'm he not did. talking about the bumping part, the nope. touching. He got into his head coach's face. Yes, he did. And I don't care how you mop it up, clean it up. That actually happened, and it shouldn't have happened. So you actually are one who was concerned about how it actually went down when it right. was happening live. Right. Yeah. It upset me. It felt like. And it, it, it going as they kind of went through the sequence, and I know Kansas City just fumbled down there near mm-hmm. the goal line. Pacheco coughed the ball up at the five yard line, mm-hmm. and I know Kelsey's comment to Reed was, "Get me the ball, I'll score." Mm-hmm. I get it. it. You know, Kelsey came back later on and said, I, "I'm so passionate about this team and about winning that I want to do everything I can do to make sure we do that." And, and I get that, too. Um, like I said, if his coach had gotten knocked down mm-hmm. by it, it may have been different. Kelsey may have stopped and go, sorry, coach, picked him up. Or if Reed had turned around and barked back at him and go, get out of my face and get back on the bench, I'd probably take your position with it. But in reading it, it felt like Andy Reed said, that's how we do it. And they both plan on being back next year. That's how they, that's how they do it. The word passionate. Yes. That is the biggest word used in sports to clean up a mistake that you've made. Okay. I'm passionate about this. That's why my emotions ran over. Okay. I'm passionate. My, my, my passion got the best of me. Oh, you messed up. You shouldn't have done that. Don't blame it on poor passion. Well. You messed up. I think Travis Kelsey saw that game slipping away that they weren't playing well. 
And sometimes it's uh, supposedly gave some emotional pregame speech mm-hmm. to his team. Almost felt like this was a guy maybe playing his last game. The way that pregame yeah. thing happened yeah. and that little outburst with Andy Reid happened, yeah. and I'm looking at this and I'm we're losing and we're playing badly and we're making mistakes and nobody's. I've got one catch at the time with one yard. I'm not getting the ball at all. I, you know. Well, Chop, you and I are old. We start you. You started this before we turned the mic on about <laughs> about being passion, being experienced, and what'd you say? An age, aged and experienced. In 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 the context of what we're used to, what we expect, then you're right. It seemed like it was disrespectful to the coach. Mm-hmm. Seemed like it was over the top. Whether you make the argument about passion or not, whatever it is, in a bubble by itself, from our perspective, it didn't look good. No. From the perspective of a thirty whatever year old Travis Kelsey and his head coach and the relationship and dynamic they have, it doesn't feel like it was a big thing. It's perspective. Okay, let's flip the script. Flip the script. George Kittle. Okay. Did he get in Shanahan's face? No. Did he bump him? No. How many passes he catch? I think he had one. Okay. Yeah, you don't think he has passion? I think he does. They're just different guys, and they have different coaches. And I don't know if Shanahan would have been – Shanahan has no Super Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. Reed's got a couple. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Shanahan would have taken that for the grain of salt that it was because there's a different level of pressure for his team than there is for Kansas City, mm-hmm. having already gotten a couple of rings. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kittle should have done that. I'm not saying that that Kelsey shouldn't have. I just think that they're they have different things going on. And you're right, one didn't, and you're right, the other did. But I'm I'm not. I wasn't upset at when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think as I read through it again today, I was even less concerned about it. There's so much stuff goes on that lo- on the sideline. Yes, it does. There's so much stuff on the sideline. You know, I I'm going to come back to this in another segment today as we go th- talking about this, but. Troy Aikman was on the sideline after Jimmy was gone. Mm-hmm. And Barry was coaching the team. Barry Switzer was. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Barry that was coaching. Anyway, they, they were screwing up on the sideline. And Troy was getting mad at offensive linemen and teammates. And some coach tried to calm him down and talk him down. And, and Troy basically said, somebody's got to say something. Because nobody's doing anything here to make this better. Yeah, I, I think some guys are passionate, fiery leaders. Some guys are more subdued and subtle about it. You got to have both. And on the sideline, you got all kinds of things. You got all kinds of things. Even even in the high school level, you know, I did the sideline deal for L. Lee for I mean, what, six, seven years in yep. the last four years here. Yep. You know, and uh, you see a lot, you hear a lot. Yes. And you walk away from more than you hear you see. Right. Because hey, this a lot goes on, like you said. Now, if what we just described happened on the on a high school sideline, then I I think it would be a different animal. I've seen it. Yeah. No. And and, and how'd the coach react? He didn't, he didn't react very well. He didn't put his arm around him, saying "Kumbaya" to him. Right. Chewed him out. Yeah. Let him back in the game. Oh yeah, let him back in. The okay. Game. All right. Oh, yeah, but there was some. Words exchange. Well, sure. Physicalities. I'll leave it at that. And I, you know, a, a 16-year-old, we were talking about being young and driving stupid. Yeah. As a 16-year-old and you can't control some of the things you say or do or or have, have a difficult time doing it. Mm-hmm. I give them a little more license for being immature. Okay. And coaches need to be more firm about getting them back into here's what we're doing here but these are two grown men we're talking about on the sideline and i think their relationship is secure enough with each other that it didn't feel like as much as tv made it out to be yeah i I agree with you because like i said though he uh the part i had a problem with was him actually getting in the face the bombing part i think that was accidental he didn't it was he didn't intend yeah no he didn't he didn't try to roll him over all right tell you what we gotta take a break First segment out of the way. We barely even talked about the game. We got to come back around and talk about the Super Bowl. (laughs) Certainly. It's about uh, 15 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. 
Chuck Zach and uh, Chop Buchanan here on the Fan 1079 as well as on ESPN. We're coming back in just a couple. Globe Life Field is your home for college baseball with three full weekends of action starting February 16th at the home of the Texas Rangers. It all starts with the Shriners Children's College Showdown presented by Kubota featuring Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oregon, Tennessee, and Nebraska. Next is the Kubota College Baseball Series with Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Michigan, and Oregon State in Weekend 2, and TCU, Texas A&M, Arizona State, and USC for Weekend 3. To get tickets and learn more, visit globelifefield.com slash baseball. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store your guns locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My Grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Leaving the Yard, Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zach. Chuck Zach. Presented by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. On 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Don't call it a comeback. Alrighty, welcome back. 19 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Chuck Buchanan in here. Kevin Carpenter is uh, gone this week. And we've got another roster change going on as well just for this week. Uh, Tyler Huff's going to be out of town tomorrow. LSU Shreveport taking on uh, Texas A&M, Texarkana's uh, Eagles basketball team. So he's going to be in Shreveport. Billy Lavender sliding over to Tuesday. Tyler's going to be on the show on Wednesday. So we're shuffling folks around and just to make the shuffle complete, Thursday, Dwight McCowan is in here, and Zach Fowler, Liberty Isles baseball coach, going to be with us on Thursday. Zach, I need to talk with Zach. You need to get him straight. Get his mind right. Get his mind right. That's right. Is mind bad? No, I think he's all right. I watched <laughs> scrimmage between the uh, Leopards and the Tigers Friday yeah. night for a couple of innings. How did that go? They, they look pretty good. Okay. Uh, they, they look pretty good. I, it's, it's, what, February? Mm-hmm. It's a little early to tell anything. But I'll be honest with you, they held their own. They looked very good. I left about three innings in, 
and went to the house. But uh, what I saw, played okay. clean. The pitching looked good. They hit the ball a little bit. No complaints for me. All right. Now, they may have gotten blasted 11-1 to 1 when I left. But it was, I think they were actually up maybe one nothing, 2 nothing, something like that. I think the final score was 13-3. to 3. They win or lose. One. We'll see. There you go. I only saw the first couple. <laughs> but they look good. It's, it's a good It's a good start okay. for them. It's a scrimmage. It doesn't mean anything. I don't mean nothing. Next Monday, they'll open the regular season against Queen City. Can't wait to see that. I should be back, so I'll come. I'll come. You come. Ethan Brooks going to be with us really? doing the uh, broadcast on Monday. We're trying to get some young folks in there, yeah. aged and uh, experienced. Right. Trying to let some younger guys uh, work their way into this profession a little bit. And mm-hmm. Ethan's going to sit in and do a little color commentating this year for me for Liberty Island. So we call it youth and geriatric. No comment? <laughs> we'll call it young and handsome. How about that? <laughs> young and restless. <laughs> young and restless. <laughs> Whatever. 903 735 9905 is the number here in the studio. All right, so let's go back to said Super Bowl from last night. I have made this comment, I would guess, three or four times this year. Talking to a friend of mine today over at the Big Orange School and uh, walked up to him and said, how many times have I told you? He went, I'll be darned. I said, if I'm an NFL, a high school, a college coach, I'm never returning a punt in my life. Let them kick it, let it roll, let them down it. We'll start on offense wherever it is. Mm-hmm. San Francisco wins that game if they don't muff that punt. He didn't muff it. No, no, the guy, but the, the, the guy hit the guy's foot, which yeah. is a muff. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, technically. San Francisco wins that game going away if Kansas City doesn't recover that punt. But you know the guy that actually got charged for fumbling it? Mm-hmm. He was the only one that knew that the ball had hit his Teammates' hand, yeah. foot. Yeah, yeah. No, Nobody I know. Else. Oh, I, I, know. I don't think the official said, I don't even think the guy that they hit even knew it. If he just, just left it alone, it's probably a no call. Uh, I don't think Nobody so. Nobody saw it. I think they saw it. There had to be 30 cameras out there. <laughs> they the had cameras to saw it. it. But the, 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 the officials and the other players on the field, because of their reaction. Maybe. They didn't react to the ball hitting him when they saw him dive for the ball and the ball come loose. Maybe. That's when they reacted. I'm just telling you, if it's me, I never put a punt returner back, ever. No, you got never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I don't, I'll give up the yards rather than giving up that ball. You got to understand the situation. The I don't want to give up that ball. There's, <laughs> a, there's not a more game-turning play, I don't think, than fumbling a punt. Okay, you got a 1,000-yard running back. Okay. What, what did he do? He fumbled the ball. Okay. It but didn't still, change the game. It did. That it was seven points. That was seven points that was going to get on the board, dude. Yeah, but this was seven points you just put on the board for the other team. Yeah, but you didn't put seven points on the well, board. Well, <laughs> okay. You got to get the ball down the field somehow. I got to run it a little bit. Yeah, I got to right, throw okay. it a little bit, but I don't want that punt return thing. You're looking up, trying to focus on the ball. That's he knew coming he, at you weird. You got guys barreling down on you, and all you have to do for a, a split second is take an eye off of it, and this game changes. Did you not see him telling everybody? I to know, get back? I know, I know. He was. I'm not saying he didn't. He did nothing wrong. The return guy did nothing right. wrong. I don't care. I'm not touching a punt. Let it. Let it bounce. Let it roll down to the three yard line. I'm not touching a punt. I'll start at my three. I'm not giving up the ball. Well, you'll never be a special teams coach. I'm not. <laughs> I would be. My team would have no turnovers on special teams. How about that? I'd yeah. lead the league. Uh-huh. And you start letting balls roll in the end they zone. They roll in the end zone. Roll down on the three. And down on the three. Team. Down and uh, down there. You, you know, don't have a job very long. You know what? My offense is going to come out and have a football. That's on the next guy. But then, I'm not turning that thing over. But then your play calling is limited. Yeah, well. You're calling plays. You're not standing on the <laughs> sideline while your defense is watching those guys score again. Wow. I'm serious. I, I can't remember a, any plays worse than on the punt return that turn a game from one direction to the other. Fumble when you done drove it 80 yards. You done drove the ball, what, what, what 75 at least? In, but you know what? The other team's having to start back on pin down on their side of the field. They recovered it. Yes, 
Yes, they're momentum swings. I get that. But I feel like those are small momentum swings Mm -hmm. rather than your defense stop the other team. Mm -hmm. You're off the field now. The offense is on. You've got time to rest. And now you fumble the ball and your defense is right back out there again with no rest in between. Now, luckily, no rest. This was it was a short turnaround and a one play score, so it's not like you beat the defense up all. Co- I, I just I, more and more, I'm convinced I wouldn't touch a punt. You know, we've had guys that won't punt. We've mm-hmm. had coach a guy up in Arkansas would not, not punt ever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not punting. I don't care what the th- mm-hmm. what the situation is. Fourth down at my nine yard line and it's eighteen. I'm, I'm going. We're going every time. I'm going to win law of averages. I'm going to get it enough times where it's going to be my benefit, not my opponent's. I'm feeling the same way about punt returning. I'm not returning a punt. You know what's worse than that? What? You kick a 57-yard field goal, and then you miss the extra point. Well, you didn't miss it. It got blocked. The ball was low. It was low. It was too low. Well, look at the one Butker kicked. It was low, too. That went through the arms of the, uh, the arms 49er of guys. Look, yeah. Special teams. Special teams killed yeah. the 49ers. That eight points it cost them. Mm-hmm. Ball that's, game. That's ball game. But they have not been a great special teams team all year long. They've had struggles with this all season long. And we don't think about that one third. We think about offense. We think about defense. defense. We very, Unless you've got a kicker. Like the Cowboys had an amazing kicker this year. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't really think about special teams. And I'm telling you, it's the one thing that feels like it's the least in your control and the most damning for losing a game. What did I tell you when we when the show first started? All three phases of the game oh, was no. exciting. They all had input into the outcome of the they game. They did. They did have that. Well, I don't know. Here it is, Mahomes. He throws an interception. Yeah, it was a bad pass. That was, bad. That was bad a terrible pass. pass. But he's MVP. You know, at halftime, I couldn't I couldn't tell you who was going to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. At halftime, Juwan Jennings. And Christian McCaffrey, yeah. I thought, were one right, and two. Right, right. Third quarter, I thought, boy, Jennings looks like – Jennings may have won the MVP, I thought. Mm-hmm. He's got a touchdown pass. He's got a touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. This may be the guy. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes. Mahomes just – okay. You tell me. Brady won. Is there any argument? Yeah. Br- Who's number one? Mahomes. Mahomes is better than Brady now. At this point in their careers, yeah. Well, when they were the same age in this point, they were – he was – Mahomes won. Yeah. I got Brady won. Okay. I'll give you that because of the six Super Bowl. I got Mahomes two. Okay. No argument. I got Montana three. We're talking about winning games. Winning – big games. Win. I got Montana three. Okay. I don't think Mahomes is going to finish at two, though. I think Mahomes is going to finish at one. If he stays healthy. If what? He stays healthy. And if Andre stays healthy. The guy's a magician. I'm I'm blown away. He he feels like, especially running, like the most awkward guy on the field. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's tiptoeing through there trying to get to wherever he's going, like he's running on hot coals, never overstrides, always short steps. He just doesn't look right. He runs like a shortstop. But gosh, he can play. And you might say, what does a shortstop look like running? Like Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I, I don't, he doesn't have the great arm. He doesn't have Roger's arm. He doesn't have great legs. He's not Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. The guy's just so poised. Yeah. And that interception blew me away that he threw because that was so out of character. And I think early on, the Niners were in his head a little bit. Pass rush was bothering him a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Couldn't step up. They they made a big point to talk about Bosa and lane integrity. Right. Staying in your lane, right. not letting him get outside where he's so much more dangerous. First half, the 49ers ran a master class on keeping him in yep. control. Yeah. Sure did. Second half, I think they got tired. They laid out a blueprint on what to do with him. I think they got tired. They got tired. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't. He got stronger. And I tell you, I'll, I'll go back to this. Name me anybody on the field, mm-hmm. not Pacheco, not Kelsey, for mm-hmm. Kansas City. Name me anybody on offense that they have on the field. Rice. Can't even tell me his first name. Nope. See? <laughs> 
They don't have anybody. But he played a great game, too. He's winning these games with people that you yeah. just you shake your head and go, how? The guy that got the two last names. Marquez Valdez Scanlon. Yeah. He played a decent game. He messed up, though. He messes up every game. Uh, he, he caught the pass and then took ran back seven yards. Uh, or he messes up every game. He was a Packer for a uh, while before Kansas City signed him. Uh, and he had the touchdown catch, and that was great. He's playing with a Hall of Fame tight end and a bunch of guys that could be on the street in two years. Yeah, and probably will. And probably will, mm-hmm. other than Pacheco. Mm-hmm. The rest of them. I just shake my head. I was looking for the running back that they got from LSU a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, yeah, He never touched the field. No, uh, he was on the field. He just never touched the ball. I never seen him on He the was field. actually on the field on the game-winning touchdown. Okay. Yeah, he was in the backfield. Okay. Edwards Hilaire. Okay. Yeah. I must have been taking a bite of real when I He had. has been passed by. By Pacheco, though. Oh, yeah. Pache- he, last year. Who's a great story. He was drafted in the same draft as Brock Purdy mm-hmm. and was drafted in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. But he's, other than the fumble yesterday, he's really a game changer for them. They've become a running team. He's, he's a, a hard runner. Yep. He's what Dallas needs. Oh, we're going to come back and talk about those Cowboys in a minute. <laughs> Lots to talk about right there. The Super Bowl reminds us there's a little bit of Cowboy talk we got to do. Chop your cannon in here. Cowboy aficionado. We'll get his take in just a minute. We're coming right back. 31 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Chop your cannon on the fan 107.9 and on ESPN. Milwaukee fan, how's the dock life been treating you so far? Hey, I can answer that for you. So far, so bad. The Doc Rivers experience has been a disaster and it's not getting any better. But good news, Buck fan, the NBA announced that Doc and his staff are going to be coaching the East in the All-Star game, as messed up as that might be. Good news is, you literally have an All-Star head coach, Bucks fan, so you got that going for you, which is nice. Hey, ears, if Doc gets to coach the East, why not dig up Jerry Sloan and have him coach the West while you're at it? CBS Sports 107.9 The Fan with Jim Rome in the jungle. After 11, weekday morning. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 528. 8-6 today. My name is Ariel. When I arrived in the U.S. at 19, I struggled to find job opportunities without my high school diploma. My entire life changed when I took a chance and got my high school diploma at age 22. Everything I have, my education, my career, my marriage, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and my teachers. They were with me every step of the way, helping with my English and math making sure I push through all the challenges. Ariel, your success proves that what I'm doing as a teacher has real meaning. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. Education was the key that unlocked all my opportunities. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Difficult times challenge our mental and physical health. Take time to exercise. Focus on your emotional needs and your loved ones. If you need help, visit methodistfamily.org. For over 120 years, MFH has been your community resource for a complete continuum of care. This message is sponsored by Methodist Family Health and aired in cooperation with this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Now, now, here's the four states weather forecast from 107.9 The Fan. Mostly cloudy tonight, clearing overnight with a low of 30. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 61. Clear tomorrow night, low of 35. Warming to 65 in the sunshine Wednesday. Get a free window sticker from us tomorrow, noon to 1 at the Vault Premier Flea Market in Wake Village. And window just for listening.
Leaving the Yard live at 5 Monday through Thursday afternoons. And Leaving the Yard Rewind Tuesday through Friday mornings at 7 on 1079 The Fan. All my life I had to grind and hustle. I had to work like Kobe just to shine like Russell. They say, glad you made it happen overnight. They say, damn you change. All right, welcome back. We got about uh, 25 minutes till top of the hour leaving the yard. Chuck Zach Chop Buchanan here today. All right, um, I said we'd come back and talk a little Cowboys. It includes Tony Romo. So we'll start there, and then we'll go into the Dallas talk itself. Um, when Tony Romo broke into the broadcasting booth, it was almost like the most revolutionary color guy since John Madden. Yeah. He was amazing at predicting what was going to happen based on years of being involved in the game at the highest level. He could tell you what he saw. He could tell you what was going to be run. He could tell you why. And it was crazy watching him and listening to him be right probably 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. That Tony Romo felt like he was really prepared for his job. Right. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. This Tony Romo, in the last, I'm going to say two years. Two this years. isn't new. It's the last two years. You're right. The last two years. And he may be studying better than a Rhodes Scholar. He may be on top of his film. He, may, he just doesn't feel as engaged or as prepared as he was when he started. I may be wrong. I'm not a Romo hater. I Again, I was mesmerized when he started. Mm-hmm. I have become disenchanted since. Same here, and, and, and I know what you're talking about. It seems like he's not putting the prep work in. Right. But, but we both know he is. Yeah, so you would he, think he, he is. You think he is, but it's not showing. No. You know, once the broadcast stuff. No. He had to basically cut himself off in mid-sentence yesterday by trying to predict the uh, penalties. Oh, guys, this is going to be terrible if this – oh, oh, it's on the other team. The right? other team, then right. Then he cuts it off. Right. If he's actually watching the game and see the situation, he can tell what the penalty is or who it's on. He didn't do that. He didn't do a very good job of that yesterday. And they have spotters. This is not This is not high school football. You're not up there as a one-man show or a two-man mm-hmm. show. You've got spotters. You've got producers. You've got people uh-huh. in your ear telling you what's going on and what they see. You've got sideline reporters that you can buzz mm-hmm. down to. you got an official who's an expert, a kicking expert. you got mm-hmm. all of that. But Tony just feels like he's rambling and not saying anything, and that's disappointing. He just was too antsy. Maybe. Maybe he was nervous. Why? He it's a, I, no, but it's a Super Bowl. I, I'll i be honest with you. I, I'm never nervous calling games. Never. But there are big games I get a little bit more amped up for. Can't tell it. Well, it's true. Okay. Going down to Austin calling state tournament games. Right. Mm-hmm. You know the audience is bigger and you're, I'm, I'm a little bit more ramped up than I normally would be. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years doing Longview. Doing Longview Alito two years ago. Mm-hmm. A little more ramped up than I normally would have been. Trying to control it and get it in, in space is, you know, the goal. But I, there are games where I'm a little bit more amped up than I normally am. But there were people from L.A. that told me to tell you thank you because the way that you and Tony uh, call the games – it's made them feel like they were actually at the game. Well, that's the goal. Yeah. If that's the goal. Yeah. That's the intent. Yep. If you're doing radio, that's what you want to do. When I get excited, I shut up. I don't say nothing. You don't say anything at all? No. <laughs> the year we played Gilmer, that last five minutes of the game, yeah. I said absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and tell you what, for television in particular, saying nothing is golden. Tony Romo was getting a ton of heat today because he talked over the end of that yeah. overtime winning reception yeah jim nance had his killer line Mm. jackpot kansas city you're in vegas they got the they got the game winner jackpot kansas city and romo went immediately into color guy breaking down the play that just happened when he should have let the win happen you 
on TV, no, no, no talking's okay. Pictures say the words for you. Mm-hmm. Radio's a little different. TV, you don't have to say everything. And Tony felt like he had to talk at the wrong moment, I think. Just the nature of it, I guess. He just got caught up in the moment. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he needs to just go back and look at every broadcast he did this season. Yeah. And, you know, just ask yourself, what can I do to improve on it? Because I'm getting this feedback. And it's not good. Yeah, he's getting two years worth of bad feedback yeah, now. Yeah, it's been. And he's getting years. a little defensive about it. And I don't blame him. But something, we'll something, has, about it. something has happened mm-hmm. between the first year and the last few years for the way he's presenting in the, in the booth. It's a contract year. God. He doesn't need enough. He can work for free. <laughs> What's he making? He's making $17 million a year, isn't yeah, he? $17, Something like that. Yes. Maybe, maybe more than that. He doesn't need a contract year. Because Troy and Buck got more than he did. Yeah. Now, be- now, now Brady, did Brady get more than uh, all I'm three sure of? Brady's going to get yeah. what all three of them are making and then yeah. more. Yeah. Do you watch the, uh, the you, did you pay attention to the commercials at all? Some of them. I'll be honest with you. I thought they were dogs for the most part. I didn't see one that just stood out. I thought I thought the Brady one did. The Dung Kings. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, I, it's in my and there was a secondary one that followed it. I saw yesterday as well, maybe after the game. Mm-hmm. That those I thought were pretty darn good. But there's not one that I can just sit here and tell you that stood out. No, because it did. I, I could tell you about it. No, but I, no, nah, it's not one. All right, halftime. Too long. Too long. Way it's too supposed long. to be 13 minutes. That's supposed to be the halftime presentation. I don't uh, know if Usher went long. But thirteen supposed to be what you're getting. You're getting uh, that amount of time from the from the performer. Gives you time at the beginning to get set up. Gives you time at the end to break right. down. You get thirteen minutes to perform. Usually that's four songs. Okay, what do they get in the regular season? Oh, I don't know, but it's different. Super Bowl's always different. Yeah, because you got a lot of the older guys. Yeah, that they were showing. That's when they decline or the performers start going down after the halftime. The guys were too tired, or they was like Debo trying to pull up and all that stuff, you know, getting hurt. That stuff was happening. Because, like you said, you got a 13 minutes of the show. Let's just say the show went as, as, as advertised. Okay. It went 13 minutes. You got the setup. Yes. Okay. You got to take everything down. Yes. Then the players had to come out there and warm up. How, how, much, how much time do you give them? Not much. So, so let's just say you got a 35, 40 minute halftime. Oh, it shouldn't be that long. It shouldn't be that long, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's where it was. You know, high school halftimes feel long to me at 28 minutes. But yeah, but they go over every one of them. Go. Oh, over. I know. That's what I'm saying. Every they they set the clock at 28 minutes, uh, and by the time the bands are finished, you've gone past that, mm-hmm. and it feels long to me. Halftime always feels long. So maybe I'm used to the NFL halftime because I'm used to the high school halftime. But still, you got to take into account that these guys are older. And the way that they train and everything, you know, you you got it's like a thoroughbred. You don't run him one race and then wait thirty minutes later and run him again, right? Right. Same way with football players or basketball. But they've players. all their whole careers, their whole lives, they've gotten this. You play a half, you sit down halftime at high school. You're sitting in the locker room for 35, 40 minutes. You come back out, you do your deal. Second half, they've all they've been doing it since they were thirteen. That's right, since they were 13. But now you got a 13-year-old, that's a 31-year-old, that's a 33-year-old. Okay. Your body don't respond the same yeah, way. Yeah, but you know. You can stretch in the locker room. You've They're got time to They're not doing able... that. Yeah, they can. They've got time to be able to do that. Most of them are getting IVs and the rest of them eating well, oranges. See? They're doing all that. They're pre- they're prepping themselves. <laughs> it's too long. Too long, Chuck. I'm not arguing with you. Okay, I'm just asking you quality. Mm-hmm. Where you are? Are you an Usher guy? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I didn't know who Usher was. <laughs> You're an old guy then. Uh, so I, you I and I aren't idea. the target. We say this every year. It's uh, not targeted at guys our age. I have both of my daughters sitting there. Yes. Okay, who is this guy? Tell me something right. about him. I knew who Alicia Keys was. Sure. And there was one other person that came out there. I knew who they were, but the rest of them, no idea. The lady playing the guitar. Yeah. And they said her. I said her who. What's her name? Daddy, that's her name. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking, I, I don't have the slightest idea. But when they start playing the Usher songs, oh, yeah. I know the song. Okay. I don't know who he is. All right. And I never knew who was singing them. Okay. 
Yeah. Like I said, we weren't the target audience. Mm. It's better than some I've seen. It's all right. It's it was all right. The best I, one I've ever seen, Michael Jackson. See, you're old. That's a Prince. <laughs> that's you're old. Yeah. See, this is you're not no. That yeah. was back in our day. Yeah. Now but, it's aimed for people in this day. Yeah. And I'm sure I bet you our daddies were going, Prince who? What kind of prince? What country's a prince from? Absolutely. You're right. You're right. right. We got to take a break. 15 minutes till top of the hour. Now we'll come back and get to the Cowboys. I promise. Uh. (laughs) Leaving the yard. On the fan and ESPN. worry about how to pass faith onto their children. Two-thirds of kids who attend church as teenagers will drop out as adults. Christian parents must not only present truth to their kids, they must undermine lies such as evolution and modern sexuality by exposing the fallacies of the lies through Christian apologetics. Kids need a rational framework to respond to bad ideas so they'll choose to hold on to the truth. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. The Bush Guide, cold and smooth survival skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are taxes causing you stress? Take a break and let Tax 100 handle it all. Based in Texarkana, Texas, Tax 100 is your go-to for reliable tax preparation services. Meet Ryan Robinson, our seasoned tax preparer with 20 years of experience, ready to maximize your returns. Located 2002 Olive Street, Suite 101. Call 903-793-0109. We guarantee the maximum return possible. Rated number one in the Texarkana metropolitan area, we offer file tax services, business formations, and business credit services. Trust Tax 100 for all your tax needs. Guess who? It's me, your radio. So today we're going to go to the email bag and answer some of your questions. Let's start with this one from Mike. He writes, Dear Radio, I run a small car dealership in town, and I'm looking to get more customers. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Mike, to be successful, you need to reach out to new customers. Radio's reach is number one, and radio's ROI is the best of all media. You get more bang for your buck with me, your radio. Okay, our next email inspired by Fluffy, the boss's cat. It's from Beatrice. She writes, I like my cat Precious to be clean, so I bathe her often. The problem is she takes too long to dry. Do you have any suggestions? Beatrice, we checked with some cat experts. They all said never throw Precious in the clothes dryer. And if you think using a clothes line is better, not so much. Visually hilarious, might go viral, but not the right thing to do. Could be a catastrophe. Find out how Texarkana Media Center can help your business grow with radio. Go to TexarkanaMediaCenter.com for more information on radio advertising. I hate insurance companies. Not the people, just the process. I'm Monty Murray with the Murray Law Office. If you've been injured in an accident, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So give me a call at 903-823-3000. I'm located at 3918 Texas Boulevard here in Texarkana. I'm Monty Murray, and I can help you through this process. Call me today. The venue has been picked. The food is sorted. And if Fabe's Mobile DJ Service is part of your next event, everyone's going to love it. Forget the rest. You need the best, and Fabe's pretty darn good. Fabe's Mobile DJ Service Diary always fills fast, so call today to secure the local legend with an amazing ability to turn any event into a memorable occasion. Fabe's Mobile DJ Service, 903-748-7374, or find her on Facebook. Fabe's Mobile DJ Service makes any event better. Keeping you updated on happenings in the Twin Cities. This is 1079 The Fans Community Calendar. 
Early Childhood Intervention at 6101 North State Line, Texarkana, Texas, is a statewide program within the Texas Health and Human Services Commission for families with children from birth to three with developmental delays, disabilities, or certain medical diagnoses that impact development. Call 903-791-2288 for information. Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. Leading the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9 is presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Okay, welcome back. Ten minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, and Chop Buchanan. Reminder, we've got uh, sports coming up live after the show tonight. We'll have Arkansas High basketball. Uh, that's a 6 o'clock start time over on Real Country. And on ESPN, we've got the Arkansas Razorback basketball coaches show. That starts at 7, uh, 7 o'clock tonight. All right, Dallas Cowboy time. There's like three or four directions here. One of our uh, one of our viewers on Facebook, when we we're talking about Pat Mahomes, said Patrick Mahomes has it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the undefinable characteristic you can't really put in a bottle and mm-hmm. say why is this guy good and wins, and the rest of these guys are okay or good but can't win, can't finish. Mm-hmm. He's got it. it. Now, uh, there, there's a few a few things. Start with Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, that this yeah. week. I was listening to it. For those who weren't, mm-hmm. Cowboy defensive end who, given an interview, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith, I think, and a handful of others. Shannon Sharp asked the Shannon question. Sharp asked him about how what happened against Green Bay. How did that go south like that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to paraphrase the answer because I didn't see it live. You did. Mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of give the answer Lawrence gave. He basically told them that they got tired. They got tired. Long season. Long season. Got tired. Now, as a fan of the Cowboys, when you heard that, your reaction was? He's crazy. <laughs> you better define that more. He should have known that that was going to come up. What happened to Why? the Cowboys? Why'd you lose? He should have had that prepared. He should have been prepared to answer that was question. Was he being honest? He was honest as he could be. Now, my thing about that is, was he talking about himself or others? Well, I don't know. His explanation or his answer extended out a little bit. Basically, it was a long season. Mm-hmm. There was lots going on, which I don't know what was going on. They Burnt they, out. They rolled through the year for the most part. Mm-hmm. They were hot at the end. They rolled into the playoffs, mm-hmm. got everything they wanted. Everything they wanted. Number two seed. Yeah. First round at home. Second round's going to be at home. Third round, you might have to go to, to San Francisco. And you're telling me the playoffs start and you're tired? Say it'll burn out. How are they ever going to win? They're not. Not with an attitude like that. How? See, that, that blew me away. When I heard that, mm-hmm. and then I juxtapositioned it with, with Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. having a conversation in, in years back about teams win at the end because they're in better shape. Yeah. They're better conditioned. Mm-hmm. They aren't tired. They overcome being tired. They run the other team in the ground and make them tired. Right. That's how you win mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. If this team comes into the, the first round of the playoffs at home and you're too tired to go out and play, you got th- you're got three games from the Super Bowl. You've been hearing for your whole career in Dallas, can't win a big game, can't win a big – and you're too tired when the playoffs start to beat the seven seed? And you consider yourself a team leader. I don't get that at all. I don't either. But he said it. I was listening right to him. We were just burnt out. Uh, for, for the I was at a complete loss and still am how any NFL player. I get it if you're the, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And week 17's rolling around mm-hmm. and you're – Whatever, five and eleven, 
and you got one more and you get your butt handed to you in, in week 17 and, and at the end the media goes, what happened out there? We were just tired. We're tired. We're done. This locker room's done. It's time to pack up and go home. Mm-hmm. We'll reset and try again next year. Yeah, I understand that 100%. I don't understand how a team in the playoffs that finally got everything they were wanting except the number one seed that everything else and you're too tired to play. And you know what I really got upset about? What was that? He was on stage because he was there promoting him and Tony Pollard, this whey protein. Oh, he give you extra energy. Give you, you know, do this and <laughs> that's ironic. And, and I'm just sitting there like, dude, you just said you was tired. And you were, were you taking this or you just getting paid to come up here? It doesn't add up. But I, these are our stars. These are our leaders. These are the ones we're expecting to get us to the next level. But you're tired. You burn out. Did you see on on Micah's podcast, Micah Parsons has his podcast. Stephen mm-hmm. A was on that. Mm-hmm. Stephen A took him basically to task over Dak, saying the guy's not a leader. Guy, he he even used the Troy Aikman reference. Mm-hmm. Troy got in there and ripped on some guys on the sideline. You know what Micah Parsons said? Did you see this? Uh-uh. Micah said, "You can't do that today. It's different era. It's different time. You can't you can't rip players on the sideline like that." Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith said, "Some players can't do that." He said, "Mike Parsons, you're a leader on that team. You telling me you can't rip on the players you think aren't giving effort? Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, your quarterback, can't rip on guys he doesn't think are giving effort." And Micah Parsons just like you, just, you, it ain't like that. It's not like it used to be. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. We saw Tom Brady do it not too long ago. Nobody on that team does that. Nobody on that team does that. Whenever the Cowboys lose a game that they should have won, what's the first thing Dak says? It's on me. It's It's my fault. And that just drives me up a wall. No, I know. He knows it's not on him. No. He accepted that playoff loss. It's all on me. I could have done it. He don't play defense. No. He doesn't. He doesn't stop the run. He don't stop the run. Nope. Nope. And I get He's – I'll, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. Dak Prescott's a good guy. Yes. He's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback. He is. He's a skilled, good quarterback. But he doesn't have it. He doesn't have what the viewer up there said a minute. He doesn't I, have I think, it. I think Dak has it. Ooh. I just don't think he has it for Dallas. Maybe. Dak may have outgrown Dallas. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, he, he may be spinning his wheels. In Dallas. The other one then said there were two. <clears throat> Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. Seeing this? Yeah. Rex Ryan says, I called about the defensive coordinator job in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan rips the Cowboys every single week yeah. after they don't play up to their potential. Mm-hmm. He says, This team's close. This team's close. They're right there winning the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm hmm. And I wouldn't have come back and applied or even talked about another job if I didn't think it was somebody that was close and was going to get potentially to the big game. Right. But, you know, that's all been cleaned up now because they went ahead and signed Zimmerman into yeah. his contract. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they were probably trying and then looking around and trying to get him. Can you see Rex, Ryan, and Jerry getting along? Well, his brother and Jerry didn't get along. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Could you mm-hmm. see that? Talk about the dynamic. I tell you what. Tom, we got about a minute or two. Yeah, now. a minute. There's a podcast uh, that's got a uh, what's his name Clayton that uh, used to play for the Cowboys receiver. Okay, he's on it, and uh, another guy that he's actually the podcast belongs to him. Anyway, they go they they start talking about how Romo and Whitten would go against the game plan. Okay, just to get Whitten more catches and all this stuff. Okay. And how mad they used to get, and that's how they actually got T.O. out of Dallas. Oh, and then they did the same thing to Des Bryant. Right. And these guys for real about this. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's a new era. You can't you get, yell at players, but you can do that kind of thing. And how uh, uh, the, the other coach, Jason uh, Garrett, get Jason Garrett sabotaged uh, Wade Phillips. To get his job. They, they actually, on a podcast, talking about how this actually happened and went down. There's your As the World Turns. It's in Jerry's world. 
All right, we're done. Chop, it's great seeing you again. Yeah, same here. Enjoy the uh, drive. Say hi to the daughter. Okay, I will. All right. We'll see you again soon. Okay. We'll see the rest of you guys tomorrow. Razorback Billy in here tomorrow. We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Leaving the yard here on the fan, 107.9 and ESPN. If you missed any of today's show, hear it again tomorrow morning at 7 on 107.9 The Fan or on demand anytime at thefan1079.com. KCMC and KTFS Texarkana.